Hey guys, welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Let's talk about breastfeeding for a second. If you are trying to breastfeed your duo or perhaps you're expecting and you're a little concerned about how you are going to breastfeed your duo, fear not my cats and kittens because we have something just for you. Twiniversity has the only online inclusive breastfeeding class created exclusively for parents of multiples. Yep, that's right. We have partnered with Judy T. Blue Mishkin, who is one of the premier twin IBCLCs in the country, and we're so fortunate to have worked with her on this project. So head on over to twiniversity.com slash classes, and we will walk you through dozens of modules that have to do with just breastfeeding your duo from items that you need from positions that you could use from scheduling from pumping from going back to work literally there's a ton of stuff that is literally there for you the parent of multiples that wants to breastfeed that just doesn't know if this is possible don't get overwhelmed get informed we'll see you online at twiniversity.com classes kids It's happening. We're going to have a different discussion today about, um, I don't know, about a topic that doesn't come up enough. And it's really about being a vegan slash vegetarian slash slash plant-based kind of parent and going through pregnancy. And how do we interject this into our world without feeling like we're missing out or the kids are missing out? I am very excited today because Tara is joining me, and Tara is a mama of eight-month-old twin girls, and she's raising them with her hubs, Matthew, in the great state of Texas. She's really passionate about living a very healthy, plant-based lifestyle, and she runs the ballet bar and gentle parenting. Like She's like doing it. She's doing it. She's living my dream of what I live if I had any energy, but I think Tara is going to help me figure out how to have more energy today. (laughs) But she's been a vegetarian since she was nine years old, which I'm dying to know the background story of that. And she's totally been plant-based for over five years. She had a wonderful, healthy vegan pregnancy and a natural old school birth in a birthing center. What are you saying? Tara (laughs) loves sharing her daily meals for her herself and her 20s on her Instagram page at Tara Messerly and she just started baby led weeding with the 20s and she is obsessed. So without further ado, Tara, welcome to our fans. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited. Morning. <laughs> Me too. If people aren't listening to this in the morning, they're Yay. like, hey, I'm happy <laughs> For this let's talk plants right before thanksgiving that's it but truthfully plants are a big part of thanksgiving if you they think are, about right? everything that goes around that giant bird that sits in front <laughs> it's all of plants <laughs> it is it's total plants and yeah. what did that bird eat tara that's right plants there you go yeah. 
So see, and the turkey is more expensive now, so we just can have all the plants anyways. Honestly, I'm all about the sides. I've <laughs> never been a fan of the turkey. So guys, okay. yes, we are taping this the day before Thanksgiving, which is is fun. And I'm not so cooking fun. yet, but I'm cooking all my plant-based stuff today. Today is a hundred percent plant-based, and That's tomorrow awesome. will be will be the meats. Tara, first things first. You had some twenties, I heard. I did. Yes, they and are eight months. Holy Moses, how's it been so far? How do you feel? Eight months I in. I don't even know what day it is half the time. Um, I wake up and yeah, I think it's Monday or Sunday or Tuesday. But, you know, I love them and days fly by, but they're with me every second of the day. I wouldn't change it for the world. We are like the three musketeers, always together, never apart. I don't even remember my life before them. <laughs> They're just here. Yeah, it's crazy. So this will be like their first holiday season and I'm just stoked. I'm really excited. I'm excited for that. Do they have like special outfits for tomorrow? They do. They have, you know, little jumpers that are the orange, you know, usual Thanksgiving fall colors and little knee highs. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so excited. Are they dressed alike tomorrow? Always. <laughs> always. Do they? Do they, they always do. dress alike? You dress them, you, they are, are, are they identical? Yeah. So I should ask. Not identical. Okay. Um, London has like a full head of hair, probably more than me. And then Sunday has like the little sprouts, you know, on her head. And they, we call Sunday, we call her Sunny, but she always has a yellow bow. And then London has whatever other color there is, but they're always just usually identical. Um, just we change the bow colors. Yeah. I <laughs> I love this idea. I can't wait to see their pictures tomorrow. Okay, I'll be stalking you. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> that's going to be my, I'm hiding in the bathroom, telling everybody I'm going to the bathroom, but the lid is actually going to be closed yeah. and I'm just taking a break. Yeah, look a long shower. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay, Tara, yeah. you, you became a vegetarian when you were nine years old. When I was nine, yeah. What was the, the jumping off point there? So we lived um, in Illinois at the time and in the Midwest, and our friends had a pig farm. And my brothers, they were best friends with them, always at the pig farm. And I remember we always used to go and like pick them up and just hang out for a minute. And as a nine-year-old, you would hear the stories because the boys would like to tell like what the pigs were actually going to be used for. And I just didn't like it. I did not like the whole theory of it. Um, pigs are our friends <laughs> they're not our food. <laughs> see that and, in the movie Babe and Charlotte's Web. Yeah, yes. right? So then fast forward a little bit, you know, I didn't want to eat meat or, yeah, I just really didn't even care for it. I didn't want to have um, a little baby pet on my, <laughs> my table. <laughs> and this is, is a nine-year-old mentality. It's not like you mm-hmm. think about that now. But anyways, fast forward, when I was in eighth grade, they made us dissect um, mm-hmm. a pig and yes. it just kept going. I felt like every step of the way organically, it just, I didn't want to have anything to do with me. And it just stuck. It was just part of me. And my parents were very supportive. They would always buy like those pretend chicken nuggets and, you know, all the little stuff. They really, my mom really tried. She even bought like a cookbook for kids that are vegetarians. And yeah, it was, it was great. My mom was really great growing up with the whole vegetarian and trying to find me food to eat and yeah I love my mom (laughs) so fantastic and I would imagine that's a that's a very meat heavy state 
Oh, yeah. And then now we live in Texas, which is all about like beef and cattle. I mean, right outside our door, you know, down the street, there is cattle. I mean, everywhere (laughs) you say you're a vegetarian or vegan in Texas, you might as well have two heads. It's just it's not common. It's not as common as in like California or, you know, like in New York or Florida area. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, that I, I don't even know. I'm actually at a loss for words to try to feel like <laughs> when you go to people's houses, do they roll their eyes and be like, oh, Tara's coming? It's hard for them. And then a lot of the times, especially now, if it's like a special holiday or something, I will eat fish once in a while just to make it easy on them, like a piece of salmon or something like that. But maybe that's like once a year um if we go for like a holiday like i don't want to be a pain that's really my thing is i want to make it easy i don't want to make it hard on people and you know when i'm at home i just do my own thing my husband's very supportive he likes those um beyond burgers and yeah it's great he really eats he really likes to try like all the new stuff and he's very open to trying vegan and vegetarian too and he still eats meat and we kind of just coexist in our our two different worlds with food but it's always worked for us i i think that's fantastic listen he knew what yeah. he was getting into when right. he met you and this is mm-hmm. just the way that it what goes yeah i have what one friend vera and she i will force her to listen to this and she likes to change her dietary preferences and mm-hmm. so some days she's there she has none and then some days she'll be a full-on vegan and then yeah. some days she'll be thinking that she has celiac whatever there's always she's always kept me on my toes yeah but i i enjoy actually when i get challenged by having a guest over that has mm-hmm. specific preferences because why not it's always good but i think that's yeah. that's it kind of goes with our twiniversity lifestyle right it's like think outside the box totally you have mm-hmm. to because not everybody lives the same way and it's mm-hmm. really good to meet people like you tara that may have never met you know a vegetarian before but here it's it's so common and great and now i really do want to talk about this during your pregnancy so before mm-hmm. we press record I, I told you that i'm working with a family who is um they're vegans mm-hmm. and i'm fine with it i think it's great I'm, I'm all into it but my mama isn't feeling so great now you had a very successful healthy pregnancy yeah. with your food lifestyle that you choose mm-hmm. did you find that it was challenging to you know manage and feel good and consume you know as much as you needed to how was your pregnancy with your whole plant-based life um, it was perfect. I mean, we actually, I didn't find out I was pregnant with twins until five months. Wow. So up until five months, I was just living it like I had one baby in there. And even the day I found out I was pregnant, I went for like a nine mile run. Like I had no idea. I just felt, I felt good. I always have felt good, had so much energy. And I even think when you are pregnant too, you always kind of well, at least that I know of, you gear more towards like fruits and mm-hmm. maybe raw foods a little bit, not so much of like the cooked stuff. So a lot of people just can't even stomach maybe even some of the meats. So maybe that's even a little bit of an idea of what your body really wants while you're mm-hmm. pregnant is those healthy foods, the vegetables, the raw foods, the fruit, maybe some smoothies. And I did a lot of juicing, even though they kind of tell you not to um i just made my own juicing at home i mean i had it when i was not pregnant and it was so Mm -hmm. healthy for me i never got sick and 
I just kept doing it. I just went with my instinct. If it was something that I felt good about and it's always made me feel good, I wasn't just going to stop it because I'm pregnant. I'm not sick. I'm pregnant. You know, you're not handicapped. You're just carrying a baby. You just got to keep going. Or two. Yeah, or two. <laughs> well, we didn't house, know that. <laughs> <laughs> so how did your doctors feel about that? Um, I didn't have one. I mean, I had, when I found I was pregnant, it was during COVID. And I just didn't feel comfortable. Like the whole hospital mm -hmm. situation and scenario kind of scared me at the time. It made me feel extremely anxious and nervous. I didn't want to be anywhere near it. And I always loved the idea of like a holistic birth and free birthing and a natural birth. And I was like, yes, like I'm going to do this. So I sought out a birthing center and I had two midwives that we would kind of flip back and forth with at the time. And we thought it was just one baby still. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. And I loved them. And the rooms were set up like spas. And you just knew like when you gave birth, it was going to be like, uh, it's like candles and you can go in and out of the water. It's just everything that I just felt at ease. I felt mm -hmm. safe there. And I feel like when you give birth, you just want to feel safe. Like you don't want to feel any more anxiety than you already are going to feel. And I know you had a very traumatic birth and, you know, there's always a place for hospitals. And I believe hospitals have saved a lot of babies and a lot of moms, but until you need to go into that situation, you should be able to have the option to even look at, you know, a birthing center or any type of other, I know not really home birth for twins. I probably wouldn't do that at all, but definitely a birthing center. I felt completely safe and comfortable and yeah, that's just how we found it. But then, so this is the funny part. When they found out we were having twins at this one birthing center, they were like, we can't take you. Like, you have to find another option. And my heart just sank that this is like not what I want. I'm not yeah. able to give the birth or have the birth that I want. And they actually recommended me to another birthing center where the midwives were comfortable and they had experience with twins. Okay. And so I went there and this was, I want to say I was about 24 weeks pregnant at the time. So we are changing birthing centers, changing midwives all during this time. And I was just like, I didn't know if this was going to happen. Like I yeah. really didn't know if this was going to be the way that we were able to give birth, but then I met them and it was like, everything changed. So reassuring. I just felt like they were like my moms. <laughs> like, yes. I love them. We would spend hours like talking and like laughing and tears and they would pray over your babies. And it was like, you just felt safe with them. And it turns out their family members were plant-based as well. Really? So I just felt like this was meant to be. They understood like there's so many options with food and being mm -hmm. pregnant and having a vegan pregnancy. Like they were so for it and so encouraging that I just knew this was like the right decision for me. And it all just fell into place. That's unbelievable that you're 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 so lucky that you had even the change of the experience mm -hmm. because yeah had the original people taken you of course everybody has a different yeah. you know a different birth story and yeah. you know it it is rare to find a birthing center that will take you so that's yeah, you know course. that's already a challenge but you just didn't right. give up because a lot of people tara would like give up after 
Yeah, you would just go, yeah, Yeah. get on the phone and call your OB and, you know, and that's the way it's going to be. But the nice thing about the first birthing center, too, is they're still encouraging, like they gave me numbers. And I guess the midwife community near us is Mm -hmm. fairly like everyone knows each other and they've either worked with each other or learned from each other. So I was very lucky that they had a few people in mind that had been through like a twin birth and that was successful and it was safe. And so going into that meeting, I was just very hopeful that they would, you know, be encouraging and want to take me on. And I thank goodness that they did. But, you know, you always want them to be um, accepting of you as well and that you want them to have the experience because if not, you're not going to feel safe and it's not good for you or the baby. Like, why would you want to give birth when someone hasn't even had experience with a twin birth or, you know, yeah. you might as well go to the hospital and you that's probably the safer option for you. Tara, if you knew from the beginning that you were having twins, mm-hmm. do you think that you still would have been, you know, you know, continuing on your journey of birth center? Or do you think that if you knew it was twins from the beginning, it might have changed your kind of... You know what? Life? It might have changed it just because when I found out I was having twins, I went online and it was just, you don't even want to Google twin birth stories because you're getting to that mindset like this is going to be my story and it's not your story like it's there if you need it and it's there if you know a situation happens where you need to lean on another mother who's been in that situation I think that's extremely helpful but until that time comes I really think you need to keep your like head in the game and know that this is going to be a positive experience it doesn't have to be the way someone else's story is And I think that's the same way with even getting pregnant is you hear all these stories now. It's so hard for women and you feel for them. But really, until that's your story, you can't accept that as being your story. You know, like my story is my own. And just because you had that, you know, we're not downplaying it and we're not not listening to it. But you can't even let yourself go there because I think it's hard. It's the truth. And the, the saying that comes to mind is you aren't your feelings. So mm-hmm. if you feel like I'm infertile, no, unless somebody yeah. tells you that, that's just a feeling you have. That's not right. So you yeah. aren't, you know, you aren't your feelings. And it's important to remember that not just through pregnancy and parenting, but honestly, through humanity. Yeah, it's, every it's situation. That's not who we are. And we could be yeah. other things. So I love, I love that you persisted and you just moved right along. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, how specifically were you able to to kind of navigate your twin pregnancy with your plant based? Did you did you have more juices? Did you try mm-hmm. to have you know more beans? Were there modifications that you made from your typical everyday diet to how you were living when you were expecting? Oh, definitely. So number one is I just I added more higher fat foods, definitely more avocados, nuts, and seeds. Um, I would make like these little lettuce cups, but I would always add beans to it. I always made sure that it was like substantial. Like I always had to have like a nut butter or some black beans or something like that with my meal. It wasn't always, it's, you're not going low calorie when you're pregnant and you're plant-based because you're always going to be hungry and your baby needs fats and needs, you know, some type of protein, you know, source that be able to like, you know grow healthy tissue 
Yes. Yeah. And you so what about a prenatal vitamin? Were you taking like a, a vegan iron? Vitamin? Oh, you have to take iron. You have to take iron and you have to make sure that you take a B12 as well. And I always took these before pregnancy and I even always took iron um, just as being plant based as well, because spinach, people think it has a lot of iron. It really doesn't have, you know, that much. You need more yeah, than that. Enough. Um, yeah. And so I took B12. I took iron. Um, I would take protein, like a pea protein, and I would do a lot of smoothies that way. Um, my midwives were actually more comfortable. They, I, For me personally, I didn't worry about the protein. I never felt like I was lacking in protein, but they really wanted to make sure that I was keeping up with that. And you know what? I did. So just for pregnancy wise, I always would kind of count to make sure I at least have about 40 to 50 grams that I was counting. And then your food always just adds in a little bit more. So if you're going to go, yeah, if you're going to go plant-based and vegan during pregnancy, you always want to make sure, and I, you know, talk with your midwife or your doctor, but a B12, you want to make sure you have iron Mm -hmm. and then you got to make sure you have, you know, substantial foods nuts and seeds are really going to have those healthy fats for you. And then add in like some type of protein powder. Tofu is good, but I don't eat tofu every day. There, I I know that people say it's it's not bad for you. And then people say it is bad for you. And for me, I just keep it moderate. I don't want to have tofu every day as my, my main source of protein. So for me, I did um, the pea protein a lot. And actually chickpea pasta was like one of my number one things that I would eat during pregnancy because it has fiber and iron and protein. It's kind of like the all-in-one food. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things I gave the babies for our baby when leaning because it kind of has like they can pick it up and yep. it's soft and they're going to get their iron. And yeah. I so. love chickpea pasta. Honestly, as a, oh, as a, a super duper Oompa Loompa carnivore, I love <laughs> I love chickpea pasta. So it's great. Yeah, it's something that's not just for you guys. We get to play with it too. But I'll try yeah. to buy so many to leave some on the on the store. <laughs> right. For you. Since that I appreciate it. And have. the babies. They appreciate and, uh, it. Of course my babies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's let's get into the babies. So you have decided that mm-hmm. you well, hold on. Before I say you decided, was there a discussion with you and your hubs about how the girls were going to be raised food-wise. Definitely. Well, he's always so very supportive of me being plant-based. He sees that, you know, I have energy and that I'm healthy. And that I think also the number one thing is that while I was pregnant, he's seen that, like, you know, I just kept going. You know, I'd work out every day. I did, like, a dance cardio, like, the day I went into labor. I had so much energy and felt so good during pregnancy that, it's kind of like he never even questions it. And so when the babies, it's just, they're just gonna eat what I eat and make it yeah. easy. And you know, it's if it's healthy for me, it's healthy for them. And who doesn't benefit from eating more plants? <laughs> it's true, it's really true. I mean, there's nothing bad about it. And I love to that you said that, you know, during your pregnancy, people do gravitate towards the, the fruits and vegetables. And it's back mm-hmm. to that, you know, cave person that lives inside of you yeah. that's, that's looking for those things. So, yeah. and I'm, of course, I'm not saying for those of you that are listening that you don't want meat, but it's true. It's lighter. It's easier on your stomach. And especially yeah. as your pregnancy progresses and you have, you know, four feet sticking into yeah. where your belly used to live. Yeah. Um, it's it's sometimes easier to have a lot of watermelon than a little. Oh, chicken. yeah. 
And I had acid reflux towards the end of my pregnancy. And I always felt like if I ate a raw food diet, like especially in the evening, I would not have acid reflux, you know, when I went to bed at night. Yeah. So lots of fruits and smoothies were definitely my friend. I would walk to the store almost every day and just get like salad kits and like special ingredients for my salads because it's COVID. There's nothing else to do. So I just sit at home making juices and smoothies. And I really just stayed inside by myself and, you know, kind of just took care of myself these whole like nine months or eight months almost for me. But yeah. Oh my gosh. So what day did you, did you make it to with the baby girls? 37 and a half. Excellent. I had this number in my head and I knew I was going to have a March March birthday for these babies and I always would tell my midwives and we always were very positive like our little motto was too is like do not speak any negativity like in this room and Miss Michelle and my midwife she like if you even went there she would just completely stop you like no like you were gonna make it to this number this is our goal and they would pray about it and we would pray about it and I really think staying positive and speaking you know positive mm-hmm. affirmations really helped us and yeah we, we did we made it to march 2nd wow <laughs> right there it. you it made did. it to your march that that's yeah that's great yeah. i do there's no reason to think anything negative unless somebody tells you different that's yeah. i really wish that that was you know in in every doctor's office mm-hmm. and there was a sign on the wall remember the, like i don't know you're you're very young but once upon a time we used to have like book fairs at school did you ever have that oh yeah oh yeah definitely you could buy like a poster that you could put in your bedroom and there was always one of like a little cat that was hanging on a branch and it's like hang in there and i was like <laughs> is a kid well, positive affirmations for your kids. It, hang in there that little kitten yeah could so, yeah, we got to bring we that need back. That. We, we do. definitely need we that when you're pregnant. We have to bring those posters back. I don't want yep. something too deep. I want just a That's kitten right. on a branch sitting yeah. in there. That's all that I want. Right. But I, I really, I believe that because you believed that mm-hmm. this was going to be successful, that yeah. it was. And, yeah. and also, that like, that's crazy, but it's really true, Tara. Like, if you yeah. put it out there, there's no reason. Yeah. And I never, I didn't really tell a lot of people how I was going to give birth and what I was up to because I didn't really want to hear any of the outside noise. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. like to give their opinion. And I, I know they mean well, but you don't even need to listen to it when you're pregnant. And so yeah. I just kept my own story to myself and I, I'm going to do it. And even my midwife. So when I got pregnant, I was 35 and I gave birth at 36, which technically is considered already high risk mm-hmm. right and then you have twins on top of that and so here i am you know in the maternal world i'm pretty much at my end you yeah. know and i'm so lucky that i found and continued to search for you know midwives that were very accepting and there's always options for you there's yeah. always options and you know, just because they're going to tell you one thing, you really have to seek out and find what's in your heart. And, you know, we have twins, but, you know, it's it's natural. God gave yeah. you two. You can still birth two babies. 
And they told me that too. She said, there's nothing different about you giving birth to one baby and two. They're going to come out the same way. You're pregnant the Everything's same way. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just, you just really have to stay positive. Like you can do this is what they've yeah. always tell. She even told me that during the birth, I looked up at her one time and I was like, like I was tired and she's like, before I could even say it, she looked mm-hmm. me in the eye and I still get chill. She's like, you can do this. And I was like, yes, I can. Like, yes, I can. Can I, can I ask you a negative question? Because I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know, was there ever a discussion? Like, Mm -hmm. let's say hypothetically A is out and everything was good. Mm -hmm. And you know, eight hours go by and baby is still hanging loose. Did you have you know, before you went to full positivity all the time and Miss Michelle was like, we're not talking negative. Did you have like, okay, here's our plan. Here's our Mm -hmm. plan for you specifically. Like here's Tara's plan. What was that discussion like? Yeah, we definitely had a birth plan and, you know, they're very supportive of what I wanted, but they're also like no nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like the main focus is healthy mom, healthy baby. And if we need to bring it to the hospital, if there is an emergency or even before we make it to, I want to say it was, I had to make it to 36 weeks in order to give birth at the birthing center. And if anything happened before then, we had two different hospitals that one would be if it was an emergency and the other hospital, if I had a little bit more time um, to get there. And the other one was a little bit more accepting of the midwives, like that it had a little bit more of a connection with. So we had um, we had a plan and I'm really thankful that we did. My husband really wanted to have a plan as well. Mm -hmm. And during birth as well, like we already had numbers and who was going to go with the babies. If, you know, I had to stay or the babies had to go to the hospital, because if you go, then you're going to already be considered a patient. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the babies would have to go separately and someone else would have to go um, with the baby. So we had a a whole plan already and I was fine with it. And even in my mind, like I knew I was staying positive, but if I had to have a C-section, I just wanted healthy babies. That was it. Like you can't be so hard headed that you're not open to the reality of twins. You know, it could happen and more likely it, it will happen, but you have to have a plan and be accepting that things could change and even quickly. And when you don't expect it. Uh, another weird logistics question. Mm-hmm. Who paid for this? Like, was this covered mm-hmm. by your health insurance? And mm-hmm. no. So the midwives and all that jazz was just here. Yeah, some out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if they did have to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. would your, how did, did you have to let your health insurance know that there were babies on the way? Like, what was, what was the logistics behind that? Yeah. So we did, we had health insurance and we did look into seeing if they were going to cover it, but I don't think they did at the end. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if everyone's is different. I just mm-hmm. know for us that they didn't. So we did out of pocket. And I know if they had to go to the emergency room, I think it would have been covered okay. to a certain extent. I think that's how it always goes anyways. Yeah. I'm not quite sure um, the logistics of it, but... Yeah, they were both already on there. I think you have to have them already on your insurance anyways, or you let them know you're pregnant is what yeah. the one thing was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and always, I think that, that's good to find out that if you're going to go down the route of the birthing center, mm-hmm. if, you know, if they, God forbid, did have to get transported by ambulance, mm-hmm. do they know, because they don't even have like a social security number, like they are fresh 
fresh yeah, out of the fresh oven. out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also, they have. Um, I remember in like a little birthing plan, there's like this little NICU that kind of comes to the um, birthing center, and I want to say it's called like the Teddy Unit or something. It's like okay. a cute little name, but um, yeah, to kind of come in and check on them, and you know if they needed breathing help, and okay, yeah, they have they have it all all planned out for you and. Yeah, God forbid, right? But yeah, you there. never know. It's good. It's you just never it's know. always good to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Yeah. So, you know, your plan A is birthing center. Plan B is, God forbid, you had to go to the hospital. And then plan mm-hmm. C is, if, what if some of you have to go to the hospital? So right. It's yeah. always smart to have that plan. And we also, um, at 35 weeks, I did go see an OB who specialized in twins and like advanced maternal age pregnancies and she did an ultrasound for me and she kind of gave us the okay and like said that you know she was she was supportive of it she didn't wouldn't see any other reason why um I couldn't make it further along and that it wouldn't be safe and so that was reassuring and my midwives actually encouraged that meeting they gave me a few doctors that they had worked with too um that they wanted me to just at least go meet with one of them before birth just to make sure everything was still you know okay to go ahead yeah i uh, i love a good harmony and that's (laughs) it's kind of old school and new school medicine together to give you the experience that you want i definitely hate you a lot so on a scale of one (laughs) to worst people i've ever met (laughs) it is but you know like that's that was my dream and it's so disappointing because truthfully tara i did not push it it wasn't even the doctor saying that this is what you have to do Uh, you know i'm knocking on wood and clearly it's best that everything happened the way that it did but i never even pursued you know a birthing center possibility once they heard that second heartbeat that was yeah, it. It's I was not even like, an option. I just want to yeah. live in the hospital. I'll see yeah. you, you know, in in a few weeks. But I'm I'm really glad that you got to have the experience that you did, and I'm really I'm really proud of you for Thank being you. such a good advocate for yourself and for your babies and your family. And it's just it's impressive, and it's it's really nice to to meet moms like you because we Thank do you. we hear so much of the other side, and. You know, they say bad news travels fast, mm-hmm. right? That's right. it. Like no news is good news. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get no news because the good news just goes to the wayside. It's That's when right. you're Googling those birth stories. And we really try, honestly, guys, if you're listening there right now, I'm going to tell you, we make a very concentrated effort at Twiniversity to post mm-hmm. as much good as possible because right. like Tara was saying, there's no reason to think negatively. You know, we they do have to there. cover the other stuff of preeclampsia and all this other stuff because we do want you to find it and say, okay, look, that could be successful too, right? Yeah, and, you need that information. It's totally. always good to have it if you need it. Oh, I, I just wish people just Googled good birth twin stories. Yeah, right. I'm have to now go get that keyword. I wrote it down. No WebMD at 12 a.m. No, no Google searches. No. no. You can't do that to yourself. Please. I'm bad at that. You know, from sometimes my mom will tell me, like, do not use WebMD. No. <laughs> There's Stop. nothing good on there. I'm even the Mayo Clinic, as much as I love them. I'm not doing right? it anymore. No, it, it probably raises your anxiety and your blood pressure. 
So the moment 100%. you open that page, you don't And need then it. I need a real plant-based diet, if you know what I mean, Tara. <laughs> so right? after all that anxiety, that's when oh, the plants come. That's to right. Uh, so I'm so thankful for you. And I, I actually want to talk about the girls, but I feel like we could save that if you're willing to save it for yeah. a whole separate episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that because it's it's true. I know that you're, you know, you're not the only ones. And whether you were a nine-year-old vegetarian or whether you're somebody that's just, you know, Starting coming out. into their own and saying, okay, this is definitely a better choice for me. Mm-hmm. I think we have to make that a whole separate episode. If you're oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh, I'm my gosh. There. Yeah. Tara, listen, I, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for you not only because you did this but because you're a fan of the podcast and it's really nice thank you when you get to be on both sides because yeah you get what we're trying to do here and i really appreciate mm-hmm. that i appreciate it thank you so much <laughs> it's been fun all right well good news for those of you that are listening out there all four of you um tara like could be stalked so it's really nice <laughs> So uh, we're going to put the link to her Insta page in the show notes. So don't get stressed. And (laughs) you heard it here first. She already committed to coming back and being on another podcast with us. But if you do enjoy this podcast as a little Thanksgiving gift to me or after, Mm -hmm. please just like give it a freaking thumbs up, write a review because that that one one star review that's on iTunes, Tara, (laughs) it makes me lose sleep. And I, I haven't I even care. looked at <laughs> I know I, I shouldn't need, care. I need to go on there. I, I laugh so hard when I'm on. I'm running and laughing to myself. People are like, she's definitely crazy. It's good. I'm running think we with should. two babies. She's definitely crazy. We're a must listen to. We're still like, really, we have the most podcast episodes about twin life than any other show. Yeah. And There's a ton of shows combined. Yeah, we have well over 100 episodes now. So mm-hmm. we're. We're just keep going. And if I could keep finding suckers, I mean guests like you <laughs> that join me, I'm going to freaking keep doing it. Yeah, the one I listened to was the one with the doctor and she had the, the blood clot by the eye. Yes. And then I was like, oh, no, I have a blood clot by my eye. Yes. We have some really, we have some good doozies. Poor thing. I ask A-L-E-X-A. I can't say her name. She's behind me. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you tell her to play the Twiniversity podcast, she will. And I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I say shuffle the Twiniversity podcast and then I'll get a random episode. And I know it's not vain, by the way. Right. And I'm listening to my own podcast. It's actually quality control. Like, was this yeah. good? How did it work? Was that working? Because you never know. You never know. You so never know. I, I listen no. to us too. But I love coming back. And I love listening to your stories of people that I met years ago and Mm -hmm. then retouching base on them and doing kind of like an update. So Yeah, definitely. We'll talk plants and babies. (laughs) Yes. That's it. Tara, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. It, it's my it's my pleasure entirely. And those of you guys out there know that you could always email us at community at twiniversity.com or you could drop us literally a direct message on any social platform. We're just at Twiniversity every single place in the world. 
I don't know. I say we have no originality. Other people call it branding. Fight amongst yourselves. I don't care. I just want you to find us and know that we really are always here for you. So if you have a story to tell, I would love to hear it. I know our guests would love to hear it. I know Tara needs some new episodes when she's running. (laughs) So just head on over to Twiniversity. You'll see a little podcast tab on our webpage. Click it. And I'd love to have you as a guest. So until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you later, alligators. Thanks. Thanks.